TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. It is Smoking Cessation Awareness Week, or actually, as you're hearing, this Smoking Cessation Awareness Week is just coming to an end. And there are a surprising number of people uh, in Allegheny County, especially in the Mon Valley area, who I see still smoking. We're going to find out from our guest this morning just what those statistics are. We're also going to talk a little bit about vaping and uh, how it has some of the same dangers as traditional or uh, good old good old fashioned and I'm putting that in quote marks uh, tobacco use Tiffany Babinsack is a program coordinator with tobacco free Allegheny good morning Tiffany good morning hello hello uh, so as, as folks are hearing this um, we are wrapping up national uh, smoking cessation awareness week this is also last week I guess when people are hearing this was also the week where they used to have what was used to be called the great American smoke out yes I remember that as a kid and people used to get the rubber band and put it on there to remind themselves to I'm, I'm old uh, to remind themselves not to smoke. Um, before we uh, talk about smoking cessation and some of the help that's available out there for folks, give us your website and tell us what Tobacco Free Allegheny does. Absolutely. So Tobacco Free Allegheny is a regional primary contractor of the Pennsylvania Department of Health. And we are responsible for all of the tobacco advocacy, education, prevention, and cessation throughout Allegheny County. Um, so our website is www.tobaccofreeallegheny.org, uh, and we're available for help uh, whenever it's needed. Uh, and, and when you say you're responsible for all of the smoking mm-hmm. cessation help, this is in what type of settings? Community settings, online, individual groups? All of the above. So we're available in community settings. We do prevention in schools. Uh, we have a 24-hour quit line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We also partner with uh, local organizations such as St. Clair Hospital, UPMC, Duquesne University, um, Pittsburgh Mercy to provide in-person cessation groups as well. How many, do you, do you have statistics on how many people in Pittsburgh or Allegheny County use tobacco? We do. Okay. We do. And I'll tell you, it's di- disproportionately uh, affected as opposed to the rest of the nation. So in the United States, the smoking average is about 15%. Uh, in Pennsylvania, that number rises to about 17%. And in Allegheny County, that number has been noted as high as 23%. So <laughs> I, I, I don't want to make light of this, but Pittsburgh, we do tend to hold on to traditions. Yes. This sounds like a tradition maybe we're holding on to that maybe is not a good one. Absolutely. And and keep in mind that that 20, 21 to 23% is an average. Okay. Um, that's across the whole county. So in areas uh, like the Mon Valley, we see numbers as high as 28 to 32%. Tiffany Babinsack is a program coordinator with Tobacco Free Allegheny. Their 24-hour quit line is 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Uh, you can also find them online. It's tobaccofreeallegheny.org? Correct. Okay, tobaccofreeallegheny.org. And the help is free that people get to stop smoking. Absolutely. It's completely funded by the state. There's no insurance necessary. Uh, they can call 24 hours a day and receive free confidential help. We're going to be talking a little bit later on this uh, half hour about the health risks of vaping. And I also, because it's tobacco-free, it's not smoking-free. I also want to ask you about chew and dip and snuff mm-hmm. that, that a lot of people use, especially I see a lot of young people uh, use. Um, but why do you think it is so that you, you said approximately 28% and uh, in Allegheny County and in the Mon Valley, there are pockets where it's even higher. Why do you think it's so high 
in, in our area? I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's tradition. Um, a lot of people, especially in, in Pittsburgh, it's um, something that they grew up with. Their parents smoked. They smoked when they were younger. Um, a lot of people in the veteran population smoke. And it's hard to give up a habit. You know, smoking has been anecdotally linked to higher addiction rates than cocaine or opioids. Um, so it's a very tough habit to kick. And a lot of people are resistant to reach out for the help that they might need to overcome that. I, I actually interviewed a, a counselor years ago who worked with people who were breaking uh, opioid and heroin addictions. And he said it was the last vice for a lot of his clients was mm-hmm. cigarettes that they could give up heroin, but the cigarettes they were having a harder time getting rid of. Yeah. And the harder thing about it is that it's socially acceptable. So when you're, you know, when you have an opioid addiction, you're not going to the gas station and being tempted. You're not walking down the sidewalk and being tempted. Here, um, you know, in Allegheny County, where over one in five people smoke, it, it feels like it's all around you. And, and uh, Tiffany Bavinsek is a program coordinator with uh, Tobacco Free Allegheny. We're talking about National uh, Smoking Cessation Awareness Week, which was actually uh, last week, as you are hearing this, but it is a year-round. Absolutely. Uh, is, it is a year-round. <laughs> and, and, and for people who are trying to give up smoking, it is a year-round project as well, right? Absolutely. It's a lifetime project in some cases. What did Mark Twain say? <laughs> Quitting uh, smoking is I've easy. I've done it a thousand times. Yeah, I've done yes. it a thousand times, he said. Um the socially acceptable part of it, uh, my wife and I um, were out in, in one of the local communities here, and I remembered that there was a little restaurant, and I said, oh, let's stop in there. You know, they have really good sandwiches. Well, you know, you'll like it. And we walked in, and we opened the door, mm-hmm. and the cloud of smoke rolled out, and I had forgotten that it's small enough that they permit smoking in the entire establishment, and we turned around and walked right out. There was an article in the Post-Gazette, in fact, a few weeks ago about restaurants that still allow smoking in Allegheny County. Is that unusual nationwide? It is a bit unusual nationwide. Um, We just passed the 10-year anniversary of the Clean Indoor Air Act, and that's the piece of legislation that changed the indoor smoking laws in Allegheny County. Um, There are still a huge amount of exemptions, uh, including private clubs, um, institutions or service institutions that have uh, a certain percentage that comes from food, a certain percentage that comes from alcohol, casinos. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, the tricky thing about the Clean Indoor Air Act is there's a preemption in it. So in order to remove those exemptions, it needs to be a statewide effort. Uh, it can't just be Allegheny County. And, and I'm sure, as we all know, government, it's, it's very hard to get an entire state to agree on something. So that's something we're, we're continually advocating for. But there are still a lot of locations in Allegheny County that allow indoor smoking. Tiffany Babinsack is program coordinator for Tobacco Free Allegheny. They are online at tobaccofreeallegheny.org. Uh, you can also call them at 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That phone answers 24 hours 24 hours a day seven days a week and can refer you if uh, you are trying to kick your cigarette or cigar or pipe or snuff habit uh, they can refer you to free resources in the Pittsburgh area um, we're going to take a break in uh, just a couple of minutes or so but I, I think one thing you talked about tradition one thing that is is hard to explain to someone who maybe is a teenager or in their 20s is just when I was a small child how prevalent smoking was smoking on airplanes, smoking in elevators, smoking in the office, smoking in department stores, smoking practically everywhere. Uh, the the you know airplanes. You'd have to be on a pretty old airplane now to see the no smoking <laughs> light. But you know you were allowed to smoke as long as the airplane wasn't on the tarmac. How, how have the numbers gone down 
for cigarette use over the years? We used to see over half of the population smoking. Okay. So when you hear that national average of 15%, that, that is a huge accomplishment. And that's what we always like to say. You know, we've come so far, and we've come so far in such a short amount of time. Uh, I'm fairly young myself, and I remember going to shopping malls, and, mm-hmm. and my, my father was a smoker, and he used to go, go in the store, and I'm going to stay out in the hall and smoke in the shopping mall. Uh, it was such such a strange thing to see. But um, so 15% is such a huge accomplishment, but that's still 480,000 people that are dying annually. So that's there's still a long way to go. We have to take a break. When we come back in 30 seconds, I want to ask you about um, the health risks of other forms of tobacco, including uh, dip and snuff. And later on, I want to talk to you a little bit about vaping because that is starting to become a, a health concern for people, okay? Sounds good. Uh, we are talking about smoking cessation. Last week was National Smoking Cessation Awareness Week. Our guest this morning is Tiffany Babinsack. She's a program coordinator at Tobacco Free Allegheny. They have free resources for people who are trying to quit smoking or quit tobacco use. 1-800-QUIT-NOW or tobaccofreeallegheny.org. And you are listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Tiffany Babinsack from Tobacco Free Allegheny. Last week was National uh, Smoking Cessation Awareness Week. I believe uh, the 15th Thursday was the Great American Smokeout, um, which is a kid. I, 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 am I remember that correctly, or do you not know about this? I, I remember them passing out, I think, red rubber bands mm-hmm. to smokers. And if you wanted a cigarette, you were supposed to pull the rubber band and snap it. Just distract your attention yeah. from yeah. the craving. Yes. Yeah. Um, lots of people with bruised wrists after that. <laughs> but I guess why, that's why they don't do that anymore. Anyways, uh, that's what we're talking about is uh, trying to kick the habit of using tobacco. Do we need to go into what the health risks are? Do people at this point know or should we reiterate? It can't hurt. You know, I I think that people at this point do know. Um, It's on it's on the cigarette packs. It's in the schools. You know, clearly you're at an increased risk for cancer, for heart disease, for diabetes. Um, Smoking literally affects every system in your body. So we're talking respiratory infections, slower healing time. Um, You age faster. We see people getting wrinkles sooner. Their voice is changing. They can't taste their food as well. They can't smell as well. It infects, uh, affects your hearing. So your hearing? It does. How so? We find that smokers um, have a increased pace of hearing loss as they age. Okay. So it, it does quite literally affect every bodily system. It, it, and is there, we talked about the tradition and, and people, you know, dad smoked, mom smoked, aunts and uncles smoked, and you grew up around it and it was normal. Is there a social aspect of smoking that makes it hard to give up to? Absolutely. Like, you know, we're going out for a drink, and oh, while we're sitting there, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. Or we're going to the casino, and we're going to play some cards, and I'm going to light a cigarette. Yes, there certainly is. And we find that there's a, a habitual element to smoking. So many people associate smoking with their everyday habits. I smoke when I get in the car. I smoke when I have my coffee. Um, and, and that what is what makes it especially hard to quit because you're not going to quit driving and you're not going to quit drinking your morning coffee. You're not going to quit maybe going to the casino or going out on a Friday night with friends. Um, so it, it really becomes ingrained in your daily life. 
Let's talk a little bit. I, I alluded to this, and the, the impetus for us talking was Smoking Cessation Awareness Week, but there are plenty of other forms of tobacco. And one thing I see, especially a lot of young people using, and especially a lot of guys who work outside, is snuff or dip or chew, whatever you want to call it. You know, you stick the little pouch in your, mm-hmm. in your lip or underneath your tongue or in your side of your cheek. And then, of course, around here, they use the iced tea containers as the spittoons. <laughs> um, but which is really attractive, guys. I just want to let you know. Good chicks really dig that. Um, what are the health risks of the smokeless tobacco? Absolutely. So you're still ingesting that nicotine into your system. So while you're not having a combustible product going into your lungs, a lot of the same effects we still see. Um, and the real increased risk when you're talking about the dip or the snuff is mouth cancer. Okay. Um, because you're, you're tucking that little pouch of tobacco right between in your jawline uh, and it's being absorbed through the, the mucous membranes in your mouth. So it gets in your bloodstream much faster and it also just kind of eats away at all of the oral systems that you have. Is it just as addictive as smoking? Absolutely. Even more so um, because really? we find with smoking a cigarette, there's a definitive beginning and then about two to three minutes later, there's a definitive end. Okay. And then you have a period of rest before a next craving hits. Okay. Whereas people that use um, and we see this with vape as well, people that use the dip or that use vape, there's no definitive end to it. So we find that their usage rates are higher because they're using it continuously throughout the day without taking that break. And also, these products have a much higher concentration of nicotine. Really? Yes. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. Tiffany Babinsack works uh, for Tobacco Free Allegheny, tobaccofreeallegheny.org or 1-800-QUIT-NOW. So I'm sure a lot of people who use dip or snuff are using it because they can use it in places where you're not allowed to smoke. Right. It's a little more hidden. It becomes a little more socially acceptable. Especially they sell the stuff, I don't know if they still do or not, in the little pouches, so it's not even loose. It's, it's a concealed pouch of stuff that stays together. Yes, yeah, almost like a little tea bag. Yeah, almost like a little little tea bag, but you're saying that the that it is actually making the addiction worse, not better. Absolutely. Why is that because of the because it's a continuous use or because of the, the, the delivery mechanism, like right into the mucous membranes? or It's a little bit of both. So okay. it, it, to begin with, it has a higher amount of nicotine. Yeah, that's, that, that surprised me. I did not know that. So that becomes more addictive. It also is a little more socially acceptable. So whereas you may not want to step outside and have a cigarette, it's easier to use those products indoors in crowds. So you, we find that they're using them more frequently. Um, and it, it also has that... Um, you know, like I said, it doesn't have that definitive end. So instead of somebody having a cigarette for two or three minutes and then waiting a few hours and then having another one, we find that people that use these products are using them continuously all day long. So when one starts to get soggy or nasty, throw it away. And Just right into the next one. Okay. Uh, do some people try to use that as a substitute for cigarettes? Like as, a, as they think it's a safe alternative and it really isn't? I haven't heard that from from dip or other tobacco products. I have heard that from vaping. Okay. We're, we're going to get into to that in, in, in a few minutes, even though we're really talking about smoking cessation and, and uh, uh, tobacco use. Uh, Tiffany Babinsack is program coordinator at Tobacco Free Allegheny, tobaccofreeallegheny.org or 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That is a 24-hour resource that can refer people to smoking cessation help and tips in our area. Um, cigars and pipes, are they just as bad as cigarettes or not as bad or... 
It's all pretty bad. It's all pretty bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I with, realized as soon as I said that, that was kind of a, I was kind of throwing that up there. Yeah. Uh, with cigars and pipes, we see that they have a much higher concentration of nicotine. Okay. Um, the silver lining is that people typically use them less frequently. Okay. Um, but, they, but they are still combustible. They are still putting foreign substance in your lungs, and they do still have that nicotine in them in a very high level. What about the non-tobacco? Some people smoke these clove cigarettes, for instance, are you still putting carcinogens into your lungs? Is it just as bad? Absolutely. You're still putting a combustible substance into your lungs. And what you're doing is you're damaging. uh, Our lungs have little hairs and tiny little uh, blood vessels and capillaries. And what you're doing is you're actually killing those off. Um, So it becomes then harder for oxygen to get into your lungs and for that to be dispersed. You're saying that the the body is not naturally evolved to want to have burning things and smoke in it. Correct. Okay, that's (laughs) how how strange that is. Um, Let let me ask you this. We we know that, you know, lung cancer, heart disease, uh, diabetes, you mentioned hearing loss Mm -hmm. as as one of the effects of long-term smoking. I, I think we associate maybe mouth cancer, throat cancer, lung cancer with tobacco, but does it tend to increase the risk for other kinds of cancers? It absolutely does. cancer, ovarian cancer, skin cancer? It absolutely does, yes. Wow. Okay. So it just, it's systemic or systematic, everything. It it quite literally affects every system in your body. It does. We've heard um, even people that have had surgeries or have, um, you know, skin wounds. It it takes so much longer for them to heal because your body is just constantly working on this nicotine addiction. It doesn't have the systems in place to function properly. We are going to have to take another break here in a minute or two, but I I, want to get into what are some of the resources. If somebody calls Tobacco Free Allegheny at 1-800-QUIT-NOW or goes to the website, what are some of the resources that are va- that are available? Everyone knows, for instance, about nicotine gum or the mm-hmm. nicotine patch. Some people have probably even tried it and it didn't work for them. What what are some of the other resources available? So the most um, effective treatment method for tobacco addiction is a combination of NRT, which is nicotine replacement therapy, okay. like the gum, the patch, the lozenge, and that needs to go along with behavioral modification or counseling. Okay. So we like to treat uh, from two different aspects. One would be a therapeutic a behavioral change, so disassociating that morning coffee with the cigarette, mm-hmm. disassociating the drive with the cigarette. And then recognizing that it is a strong physical addiction. So that nicotine replacement, like the patch or the gum, helps with that as well. And, and, and counseling is available through Tobacco Free Allegheny? All over the county. So okay. if you call the 1-800-QUIT-NOW, it's okay. available over the phone. Um, there's also a text messaging program that they can refer you to. And we have a lot of in-person cessation classes as well if a group uh, environment is, is more... More is something that you're more comfortable with. Yes. Um, we have to take our, our second 30-second break. The time goes so quickly. When we come back, I want to ask you uh, specifically about the risks to young people when they take up smoking. And also, we want to get into the vaping a little bit, okay? Sounds good. Uh, Tiffany Babinsack is program coordinator for Tobacco Free Allegheny. As she mentioned, the phone number is 1-800-QUIT-NOW, and they can refer you to resources all over the county. You can also go to their website, tobaccofreeallegheny.org. And I, if even if you're in Westmoreland or Washington, you can go there and get information to be referred to other resources in your area. Absolutely. Uh, and you are listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMC. CK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up.
You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Welcome back. Our guest for a final few minutes is Tiffany Babinsack. She's program coordinator for Tobacco Free Allegheny, tobaccofreeallegheny.org or 1-800-QUIT-NOW. If you are looking for help in uh, kicking the habit of cigarettes, cigars, uh, pipes, uh, dip, chew, snuff, uh, November 11th through the 17th was Smoking Cessation Awareness Week, and uh, that was the impetus for us getting together to talk. Um when we took the break, I, I mentioned what are these? Are there particular risks for young people who take up smoking? My wife and I a few weekends ago uh, saw the movie Beautiful Boy with uh, Steve Carell, which I would highly recommend. It's about a uh, it's a true it's based on a true story uh, of a young man, uh, fifteen or sixteen years old, who gets hooked on um, heroin and opioids, and then eventually meth. Um, and you know the the story depicts his father going to different doctors and trying to understand the mechanism of how his son got addicted and why it's so hard to kick that addiction. Are young younger people more prone to being addicted, and then what goes on in their brains once they start using tobacco? So there's a few aspects to that. They are more apt to become addicted simply because I think at that age, they, they feel that they're invincible. Uh, when we warn people about things like cancer and heart disease and diabetes, that doesn't resonate as hard as someone in the age of 15, 16, 17 years old as it does for somebody who's maybe middle-aged or, or advancing. Yeah. Um, it just seems so far off. The other thing that we see is that adolescents, uh, their brains are still developing. Yeah. So what happens is once that nicotine gets in there, it actually shuts off the, the sensors and the synapses in the brain, and they don't come back. So if you can imagine, you're, you're freezing time. If somebody starts smoking at the age of 15, it can halt their emotional development. It can halt their, uh, their empathy. It can halt, um, you know, it can cause some, some learning disturbances and attention. Uh, and then there's the fact that they're less present in classes. So we see them taking frequent restroom breaks sure. to use cigarettes. Um, and and there it just it spirals into a lifelong addiction. And for a parent or grandparent or aunt or uncle uh, who has a young person in their life who has taken up smoking and they want to try to discourage them from doing it, what what are their options to try to get their young person to understand that this is a bad road they've started down. Yeah, the best thing to do is talk to their their PCP or their their pediatrician. Okay. Um, most of the county resources are only available for individuals 18 and over. Okay. Um, but uh, the primary care physicians have all of the resources necessary uh, that we have at our disposal as well. My, my, my gut reaction, and I, I don't have kids, but my gut reaction is that for a lot of parents or grandparents, the first reaction would be to... Punish. Yeah, punish or <laughs> yell or... Um, you know, threaten. Mm -hmm. And I'm betting that's probably not that successful. It's not, honestly, okay. because when we have to think about this, a lot of times when people see children smoking, they think it's a behavioral issue. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact of the matter is they, they made that decision. It might have been behavioral the first cigarette or the second cigarette, um, but now it's an addiction and their body has a physical need for that that needs to be addressed and helped. Uh, Tiffany Babinsack is with Tobacco Free Allegheny. Uh, she's a program coordinator there. And we're talking about smoking cessation, uh, 1-800-QUIT. Quit Now is the number to be referred to resources in our area uh, that can help you quit smoking. Uh, or you can go to their website, tobaccofreeallegheny.org. Last week was National Smoking Cessation Awareness Week. Um, we've 
bumped up against the subject here a few times, and I, I know we only have a few minutes left, but vaping, it seems to me there is a vape store or e-cigarette store on almost every corner now. Um, different flavors of vaping liquid, and these are electronic cigarettes for the most part, although I guess some people use like a hookah-type mechanism to smoke some of these mm-hmm. different uh, vape liquids. Um, those have not been well studied, have they? There hasn't been enough time. Okay. So I think the the problem there is that we we know what they are. We have an idea of what's in them, but it, there simply hasn't been enough time to know the full effects of what that does to your body. They they generally do. They, do they all have nicotine in them? I'm, I I seem so ignorant. I'm starting to sound like you know I'm a thousand years old. The majority of them do have nicotine in them. Okay. We have seen uh, what's called e liquids, which is what's actually vaped. Okay. Be marketed as nicotine free. Okay. Um, however, the problem with that is. That they're not FDA regulated. They don't at this time have to disclose their ingredients. Now that is changing uh, currently. Uh-huh. Um, but even though they say they're nicotine free, they may or may not be. We, we really don't know. And it can vary from brand to brand and from flavor to flavor. Are, are the health risks the same? You mentioned the, the I think, the, see if I can remember my high school biology, the cilia, <laughs> I think they're called in the lungs and, and the, the different cell structures in the lungs that you mentioned are damaged really by the constant intake of the hot smoke and the hot gases e-smoke or vape smoke is hot smoke it's hot gases it's not necessarily smoke. What we call it is an aerosol. Okay. Um, so what happens is these chemicals are heated up to such a high degree that they then become aerosoled and you can breathe it oh, into okay. your lungs. Okay. Um, we do see some of the same risks uh, as far as the nicotine ingestion. So okay. we're still looking at cancer risks. There was just a study that came out that showed that individuals who vape do, in fact, have a higher uh, risk of cardiac issues. Um, but when it comes down to it, you're, you're putting liquid in your lungs. And, uh, you know, where I come from, that's called drowning. And <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly it's certainly not something that's going to be good for you. Okay. Um, in, in just a couple of minutes left, um, if people have been listening to this, and maybe they're a smoker, and, you know, just for economic reasons, for what a pack of cigarettes costs nowadays, Probably maybe thinking, oh, I really have to give this up. This is costing me a fortune. Where should they start? What, what's what's the first step? Because again, like Mark Twain said, it's easy. I've given it up a thousand times. So we have a lot of people um, that get very passionate about it, which is a good thing. And they want to quit right away. And they say, this is my last cigarette. I'm going to throw them out. Quit cold turkey. The problem with that is there's only about a 3% success rate. Okay. So to be successful, to quit for life, you really do need a combination of counseling and preparation. Um, so the best thing you can do is make a plan. And you start that plan by calling the quit line at okay. 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Okay. And they'll walk you through it. And you mentioned that for a young person, uh, if you have a young person who's smoking, the place to start might be their pediatrician or their primary care doctor. Is that a good resource, too, if someone That's has a, a primary care resource? resource? Okay. Yes. If you have a primary care doctor that you're comfortable speaking about this with, uh, most of the insurance companies can have a program that they'll put you through as well. I, I, I um would be surprised if you have a primary care doctor if he or she hasn't already talked to you about quitting smoking. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I'm also old enough to remember when my mother's primary care doctor smoked in the office. Uh, and, and we haven't even talked about the secondhand smoke risks to someone who works. We, we, you mentioned the taverns and bars, yes. for instance, where smoking is permitted or private clubs or casinos. And you are, if you are a smoker, you are potentially harming the waitress, the bartender, the people who are working there. 
Absolutely. And if you can, if you can smell a combustible smoke, you're smoking. Uh, so we see, uh, oh. yes, we see a lot of those same effects, not necessarily addiction effects, but a lot of the same health effects in people that are constantly exposed to secondhand smoke and also thirdhand smoke, which is a fairly new concept. All right. So very quickly, what is thirdhand smoke? Sure. So when somebody exhales smoke, uh, it doesn't just dissipate into the air. Those particles actually settle onto surfaces. And we found years later that some of those carcinogens are still found on curtains and in carpets and on the couch and on clothes. Oh, for heaven's sake. And immediately after smoking, those carcinogens are still on your hands and your body. So then if you go pick up a child or a pet, you're still passing those along. Oh, my gosh. Okay, there's something else for me to worry about. Now, <laughs> Tiffany Babinsack is Program Coordinator at Tobacco-Free Allegheny. If you or someone you know is trying to stop smoking, that is a good place to start. Last week was National Smoking Cessation Week. You can call the number at 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That answers 24 hours. Or you can visit TobaccoFreeAllegheny.org anywhere in the Pittsburgh area. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO. 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.